Welcome to Pastry Pals. Diego, I have some bad news. Oh, what's the bad news? I went home for Thanksgiving and all my family members have opinions about our podcast. And they would like us to address it on the podcast so that we can be held accountable um, and we can grow from this. My, my aunt and my grandma said they both like our podcast, but they have a couple of complaints. Okay. Their first complaint is that we're too mean to old people. <laughs> Are there any examples of being too old to mean, too old to mean, pe- <laughs> too mean to old people? Um, um, they're like, you guys always say like, oh yeah, she's that old one. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to I would like to say that it's not both of us. That's just me. <laughs> Lucy just plays along. I just need quick distinguishing factors and when the age of the contestants is such that you know it's not exactly a, an even distribution. Mhm. Then then something that is going to be perhaps different about someone that me who forgets everything will be able to shorthand point to is perhaps age <laughs> like paul hollywood what is he 80 well, they were like you should say that they're not just an old person they're just like a beautiful fantastic wonderful person who's also is older is was that was their suggestion okay okay so you can do that they also said that so, they what? i just want to i want to run through an example of this maybe okay. Okay, so um, Paula Hollywood is a uh, blue-eyed, spiky-haired, um, fancy-dressing, doesn't know what peanut butter is person who happens to also be old. Yeah, but I don't think he's that old. He just has weird spiky hair that's gray. Yeah, and the goatee. And the goatee. It tells you. Yeah, but <laughs> he doesn't no. even look that old. Yeah. I don't yeah. think he's an old person. Oh, man, maybe that's me being mean to old people. Who knows? Anyone can be old. We don't know. Anyway, their other their other um, comments were that they like that I explain things, which is good because I like to explain things. I like that too because <laughs> I don't know anything. <laughs> they also said said that I'm good at keeping you on track, and then they said that you get distracted, and that's not necessarily a good thing. So about Paul Hollywood again. <laughs> Should we say what today's episode is? Yeah. What was it? It was biscuits and tray bakes. So you were right, kind of. What, what did I say? You said biscuits. Did I say biscuits? Yeah. Did know. I write it down anywhere? Yeah, I think so. No, I didn't. Oops. I trust you, though. That's a shame, though, because I thought I got it wrong, because why on earth would I get it right? And I was going to trust whatever I guessed last time to guess this time. <laughs> That's not going to happen, so time for me to start thinking. Yeah. Anyway, it was biscuits and tray bakes, and as any American would know, those are both uh, words that British people don't actually know what they mean, so they just sort of make up what it is. Uh, A biscuit is actually a cookie or a cracker. Uh... It's confusing. (laughs) And then a tray bake is like a brownie or like a really big granola bar from what I can get. Yeah. Should we just launch into what folks did? Yeah. So the first, the signature challenge was a tray bake. 
Which is different than a biscuit in undefined ways. Just that it's like you bake it on a tray and then you cut it at the end and it's something like a brownie. And so it's sort of like a cakey mixture, but like more bread than cake. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 on the more bread side. Think it's like between bread and cake like a brownie is or a blondie or a really big granola bar. So this show doesn't explain what either biscuits or tray bakes are in what in anthropology we would call sort of a... A, a, a deeply a, a show of habitus and that is that is something that is sort of so culturally ingrained that you don't even think that it needs explanation you don't think about it it's just it's just ever present and so i think for them they don't know exactly how to explain biscuits or tray bakes because they know it when they see it but they haven't had to think about yeah. what exactly it's the same thing as pudding remember pudding and how it doesn't have a definition how i hate it yeah remember that that was dumb yeah anyway tray bake signature challenge what did everyone do howard made a breakfast so you're talking about like big granola bars and that's what howard did yeah it was a breakfast thing with oats and yogurt icing and grapefruits and breakfast stuff yeah breakfast brownie Kind of. But not like, um, not like sort of American breakfast things like, like didn't have, didn't have bacon. Or pancakes. French toast. Or eggs. Just a lot of syrup. Or sausages. I don't know. What else do we have? Cheese. Omelette. Yeah. That's an egg. Hash browns. Hash browns. Powdered sugar. Anything potato based. Strawberries. Mmm. I'm cereal, now. cereal, oh, cereal. Goodness, I'm hungry now. Cereal. Yeah, let they me just have cocoa puffs. <laughs> <laughs> Mary Paul, may I present to you just a bowl of Lucky Charms? This is gonna blow your British minds. <laughs> um, Becca had a chocolate cherry and hazelnut brownie. This brownie's a biscuit, right? No, a brownie's a tray bake. I'm still lost. Kimberly had cherry and almond. Um, Christine had three kinds of berry. Rob had blueberry. Um, Ruby had blackberry jam and lemon. Francis had some salted caramel and banana. And what Francis? So you know how Francis always does the thing. Yeah, she does the thing where she makes really pretty things, but then they taste not very good. Yeah. So the very pretty thing that she made this time was she uh, cut up the tray bake into little like jenga pieces and then made a jenga tower it was very cute wait and then... oh that's so I... that's ironic why because it's a jenga tower and it's so... francis and later in the... oh we'll talk about that later yeah okay I just, yeah i just realized <laughs> but by the way just so you know another mistake of paul hollywood he made an illegal jenga move when he removed the biscuit yeah, he held the entire tower yeah come on paul this is like first grade. <laughs> Come on, Paul. It's like you didn't even go to kindergarten. <laughs> so speaking of people doing things that they are kind of known for in this season. Uh, so Glenn made uh, an apricot tiffin. What? 
It was called a tiffin? Or maybe a triffin? Tiffrin? That's They're... another made-up word that British people don't know Okay, about. good. They yeah. don't know about? I mean, they don't know what, don't know what it is. They just oh. make up words, I think, is mm, my guess. Like elbow. Yeah, like elbow. It's my go-to one. I think I've used that like three times. <laughs> um, anyway, Glenn made his too big. Very big. It tasted good, though. He made his own marshmallows. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So one thing that was funny about the, the, the signature bakes um, was clearly it was, clearly this was filmed sometime in the schooling year. I will say perhaps around finals. So maybe it's uh, winter or maybe it is just about to be summer. They do it in the summer. So it's probably June. Well, I'm, I'm thinking it could also be like midterms or something like that. No, they, they, they film it in the summer, oh. so it's probably June. <laughs> okay, neat, cool. I know these things. Oh, the expert. Yep, I am the expert. <laughs> Why don't you just say, like, I am Spartacus? <laughs> um, but the two school... The, the two school-adjacent people here, Ruby and Glenn, were both incredibly stressed. Our introduction to Ruby this week was, well, um, I would like to have tested this bake beforehand to see how it works but uh and then Paula's like oh no then <laughs> <laughs> they move over to Glenn and Glenn is like I have to make marshmallow and do this and that and that and that and that and also I have to grade 50 essays <laughs> yeah so they were, they were both really stressed out. And the funny thing, though, is that they asked Ruby, like, which is more stressful, your exams or this? And she's like, oh, no, this is much more stressful. Exams are fine. This is awful. So <laughs> that's kind of funny. Yeah. Let's see. Who did, who did, who didn't do super great this time around? Um, um, Ruby's, uh, Ruby, oh, yeah. Ruby's had a soggy bottom. Yeah, that was not very good. And then she, it didn't look very pretty. It just wasn't like, it wasn't doing great. Yeah. Um, and then I think Rob didn't do very good. Yeah, his was underbaked. Yeah, um, so it, it looked pretty good. Um, they liked the idea of it, but it was underbaked, and, uh, that was, this is where they used the word stodgy. Stodgy? Something like that. Stodgy? You were pointing it out. I said scruffy. Maybe they called it scruffy. This yeah. is what they called Rob Scruffy. No, Rob called himself his own bake Scruffy. Oh. Rob called his bake Scruffy. He had a Scruffy bake. They seemed to... Oh, Howard's... Howard's was thick. So it was... because This was the breakfast one. And so it was all the granola kind of stuff and, and very... Um, very kind of filling things in it. But it was the same thickness as a normal kind of bake. And because the contents were already so thick it needed to be thinner than normal to be essentially a normal amount in a bite mm-hmm. all right should we move on to technical yeah technical was very difficult and also very stressful this episode yeah you want to say what it was they're tweels which is a french thing it's like a very 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 thin like wafer like cookie that then is like folded um they're not folded but like bent Sort of. They look like they look like sweet Pringles. They sort of look like Pringles, yeah. From all you Americans, I guess. Because, you know, Pringles is a really important part of American culture. 
Um, Are they legally chips in Britain? Because they call them crisps over there. And the reason... So, okay. So for non-US listeners or people who don't know too much about the legality of Pringles, um, Pringles aren't technically chips due to not wanting to, like, have to, like, pay certain kinds of taxes or be part of certain um, legal groups or something like that they're considered here like potato crisps but i'm wondering if across the pond it switched (gasps) but that doesn't make sense because their chips are french fries which is like the opposite of that's like the opposite direction so maybe they're like not crisps like crispiers wedges crispiest (laughs) crispiest (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so um i want to actually can I switch up the format, the the sort of the scheduling of this a little bit? Okay. Well, Can we go to... into the best pun? Okay, go into the best pun. Oh yeah, the best pun. I mean the I worst w- pun. I would just like to go on record that Lucy did say the best pun. Yeah, but you know that I don't mean it's a good pun. I just mean that it's the best of the worst of everything, which is a pun. It's the best pun. Um, so I'm bringing this up now because, first of all, there were a lot of tweels, and then after it, it was very stressful, so there weren't any other puns. Um, so the, the episode starts off with the two hosts wandering around a pond, and they're like, oh, the bakers have to do all of these sorts of sort of techniques for baking. They're uh, whipping and kneading and proving and all this other stuff and oh oh wh- what else was it and the other host is like i'm sorry you lost me at whipping and then just <laughs> very suggestively <laughs> so that was a pun um <laughs> um it, howard's howard's uh howard's tray bake was a breakfast one but it was a, a breakfast tray bake like a a, a, a tray full of breakfast foods but it's also a tray bake, so it's a breakfast tray bake. He made that pun himself. Yeah. It, it was... was a valiant attempt at humor. <laughs> um, From Mr. NPR. Yeah. <laughs> um, so when talking about... So one thing about twills, and this can weave back into sort of like the explanation of twills, okay. is because they're biscuits, they, they have to like uh, crunch a lot, so they, they don't... You don't want them to be bendy even though you want them to bend, but you want them to harden so that way when you snap them in half, they do snap as opposed to bend. Um, and so when saying time was almost up, they said, it's crunch time, which is a pun because crunch also means sort of like a last yep. set. Yeah, I know, what pr- I know what crunch means, actually. So twill is also a good word in and of itself to sort of develop puns. Um, so per- they... they they were talking about sort of luck elements of this because, you know, it's the technical challenge and so they don't always give all of the instructions and so they have to sort of provide some of their own luck or perhaps spin the twill of fortune. <laughs> mm, that's pretty bad. Um, um, but the best pun. The worst pun? The best pun. I was talking about how they hoped you didn't have to send these biscuits off in the twilly bin. <laughs> the grimace on Lucy's face. So it's funny because in Britain they also call like trash cans like wheelie bins because you know there's the ones with the wheels and, and you wheel and you take there so they're wheelie bins but it's for twee it's twilly bins uh-huh. and you know I'm always a sucker for both puns and especially in this show puns that are sort of in the British vernacular. 
So this is a yeah a Tweely bin. It is pretty bad, I guess. So it's, I guess it is the worst pun. It's the best pun. All right. Well, now that we're done with that part, you want to go over who did what rank in, in the technical? technical? Yeah. Oh, wait, we forgot the other thing though. What that they had to thing? make their own piping bag. Oh yeah. Ah! That's so terrifying. Okay, so okay, so Tweels. You make the batter. I think it's like almondy or something like that because someone was mentioned Madeline's and I'm not really sure. And then you have like a template that is like cut out circles and like a plastic thing. So you put the template over your like parchment paper that's on your baking sheet. And then you put the batter over that and then you use like a, um, what's it, what's the word? Like a palette knife kind of thing that you would like use to, that is the word? Yeah. Yeah, you use like a palette knife to, um, to, uh, like wipe all the leftover batter out of it and so there's only a very 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 thin layer of the batter on the circles and then you take the circle thing off and then you got these perfect little tiny thin circles and then what they had to do since they had to do uh, chocolate some of their batter was with chocolate and then they had to pipe the chocolate in little circles before they put it in the oven and they had to make their very own piping bag they didn't supply piping bags from them, so they, they had to make their own and that was what I was talking about with Ruby and television is because remember Ruby was oh, like yeah. freaky she was really nervous about her piping bag and her piping abilities and she was like there's going to be some grandmother there who's watching and she can see that um, that she's going to say, oh, she can't even make her own piping bag. And it's like... She was so stressed out about that. Yeah, and I think that is something that we don't really think about as much, especially on this show, because it's so much more... It seems much more mild than a lot of um, other cooking shows um, that we're exposed to here in the Americas. I do think that there is something to think about when it is this very British thing and there are people over the country watching you. and Especially when it's like a small country like that. Yeah. Like someone in Connecticut could be like just like bad mouthing me and I wouldn't know about it because they're <laughs> over in Connecticut. Yeah. Nothing wrong with Connecticut. It's just not where I am right now. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, technical was scary and a lot of people were very sad. So the from bottom to top it went Howard, Kimberly, Ruby, Becca, Rob, Francis, Glenn, and Christine. Um, what I found funny about Glenn is that, so you do the thing with the palette knife where you, you slide all of the extra batter off so it's really thin, and even while doing that, Glenn went too big, and when he put them all in the, in the oven, they were too big, and they started running together, and I think that's just really funny, because even when the tools make it so you you have it really thin and there's you know the plastic sheet of like a thickness that's already there so you just do it to that somehow somehow even then yeah he i don't know how but luckily he's still got second yeah so good for him most people's problem was having it be bendy um except for kimberly who overbaked and yeah. the rest were were bendy well, not everyone else's were bendy, but the problems tended to be with bendiness. Yeah, so basically it gets bendy if you didn't cook it all the way. And then the other, the biggest challenge really in this was right after you cook it, because they're so thin, they're going to cool so quickly, right afterwards to make them get that sort of like bent shape, you had to um, quickly transfer them 
and shape them onto a rolling pin and let them dry there. And a lot of people had trouble with that because it was very, very hot, apparently, which seems dangerous. You're, you're taking it straight out of the oven and touching it with your just human fingers. Yeah. And then, and yeah, so that was a really big part of it as well. Um, should we move on to Showstopper? Yeah. Yeah, okay, so this time it was a biscuit tower. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, they were all tall. Yeah, they were all tall. Most so, of them were tall. Most of them were tall. Well, but one was very tall. Hey, so don't, don't be mean. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's... Do we, can we lead with that? Yeah, okay. Okay, so Francis had a, a, a very nice, like, haberdashery hat, right? Hat? No, it was, no like, a, it was like a button sword? tower. I don't know what a haberdashery is, but it was like a tower of buttons. So, like, her... she It was really, really cute. She had these cookies, and they were all, like little buttons and they were like shaped differently too so they looked really cool and a bunch of different flavors yeah and then she had um a a good amount of them like stacked on top of each other with a um like a pole going through them all you know she like she like would have a little hole through all the cookies that were going through the hole um and last second very last second it all fell and it was really sad the pole in the middle kind of did a snappy yep and it won good and what I find ironic about that, that I just realized while recording this, is she had the Jenga tower in the beginning. It was foreshadowing. It was foreshadowing. I didn't even know. Yeah. So that was sad. Especially because she's always so, she cares so much about, like, the presentation, and mm-hmm. she put so much effort into it, and then... Especially because, like, the flavors were the thing that, that like, she needed to work on, and that were improved this time around. And so to see someone who was, like actually improving week to week and then a bad thing happened so that's a shame yeah it was sad Um, but moving on to happier things um howard made his japanese pagoda pagoda and he made it with tea flavor and that was really neat looking yeah it was super cool and intricate so so um pagodas are like the the big like castle kind of looking things yeah every few layers howard had this this large biscuit that would like curve up at the ends mm-hmm. to you know give it that architectural look and like those stayed and those were really cool and it looked really good i think the overall like design of it and how it held up and the the tastes seemed good personally i think like color wise it didn't look fantastic but also like all of the effort was spent in designing the 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 architecture of it as as opposed to the decoration of it i actually liked the color i thought the green twinge made it look kind of cool um and i liked it sort of looked like rustic kind of and i liked that um i can buy that yeah ruby yeah ruby did good yeah ruby did ruby was so nervous ruby was nervous enough that in the the interview snippet uh, before she walked up she's like yeah i hope this would be my savior but you know it's really easy to see that i just messed it all up yeah and And it's well she was super nervous because one in the beginning of the episode she was like i don't do tray bakes and i don't do biscuits so this is gonna go bad probably and then the the last two uh challenges didn't do very good for her so she was kind of sad um but this time she did good. So sure, her tower was a up like dropped ice cream cone. So like she had like a tower of biscuits that were like an upside down cone, and then she had like these um, like splattered biscuits that were covered in buttercream to make it look like the ice cream fell down. It was really cute. 
There's like a moment of silence as soon as she set it down in front of the judges. And then Mary was like, makes you just want to like pick it up right and lick it. (laughs) And then they really liked it. And then they really liked it. And then she had a happy face again. That was nice. Um, Kimberly. Kimberly had a 16 layers of chocolate and vanilla. That was Vienna. Venetian? It wasn't Venetian because it wasn't Venice. It was Vienna-ish. V- not Vienna-ish. What's I think the word? Venetian is no, Venice. No, no, because it isn't Venice. It's it's Vienna. Oh, I don't know. It was the... a type of biscuit that has Vienna in the name. Vienort. I need to look this up. Get your laptop. It's some British gibberish. Go get your laptop. Where? Hmm. Okay. Biscuits. I figured it out. It's Viennese. <laughs> she made um, vanilla and chocolate Viennese biscuits that were stacked on top of each other as if they were a very big, beautiful cake. That were tragically... Crumbly. Crumbly. Yeah. So it was sad because Paul was like, oh, they're going to crumble. And she's like, nope, it's fine. But then he was right, unfortunately. Yep. I hate it when he's right. <laughs> Do you like it better when he's wrong, like with the peanut butter? Yeah, I like it when he doesn't know what peanut butter is, because then I have something over him. Uh, Glenn? Yeah. Um, Glenn did good. He made a helter-skelter tower, and so it had, like, ringed biscuits, like, in a like a circle kind of thing. But, like, not like a big circle. Like, it had, a, like, a donut kind of, you know? And they had, like, bigger and then got smaller into his tower and then he had macarons that went all the way down in his spiral it was very pretty and he did good yeah good job glenn becca had a cake tower and it was very pretty and had lots of different kinds of um biscuits so like the the tower was made of biscuit but then also there were a bunch of little tiny biscuits on them like macarons and like jelly something else that's weird british gibberish and hers looked pretty but apparently the taste of the biscuit was not that great so that's kind of sad Mm-hmm. Um, but she was fine otherwise in the in the rest of the episode. So, um, Christine. Yep. So Christine had a Bavarian clock tower that had lemon and lavender. Yeah, and she did very good. It was very pretty. They liked it. Uh, and it was. It tasted very good. One thing they liked about it was um, how easy it was to sort of take off a section and then eat it. Yeah. As if perhaps you were to make it as a centerpiece for consumption as opposed to like, oh, then we're going to take a big knife to this biscuit that is more like chopping up a giant cookie. Yeah, yeah. Rob made a Dalek. and as so funny. <laughs> I don't know if everybody knows what a Dalek is, but it's a weird-looking robot alien from Doctor Who. And they're notoriously extremely bizarre-looking. So um, imagine if... R2-D2 had more sort of like bits, including like a plunger sticking straight out, and then a second plunger with, instead of like an actual plunger end, was just like a robot eye. Yeah, well, don't, for, don't forget they also have a whisk. They oh, yeah. a little electric whisk. They have a whisk. Yeah. And they have those weird like balls all over them. It's very strange. Um, but they're like, they're like a classic, like weird british thing i guess so it was cute that he made it um but they didn't really love his 
biscuit. So even though it looked really cool, like it looked like a Dalek, um, not all of it was edible, which they did not like. Um, he had this like sugar glue that was not very attractive and also probably tastes weird because it's just like really sticky sugar on your cookies. Um, didn't look very pretty. And then the cookie itself was apparently not very good either. So he didn't do that great for his doll, even though it looked neat. Um, but yeah, so we want to talk about who won Star Baker? Yeah. Go ahead. Christine won Star Baker. What? The second time? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, she did really good because of her clock tower, and she did really well in the technical. Top. Yep. And Got then top she, marks. Yeah, and then her, and so she really did well all, all around, so that was good. Yeah. And then who got out? You're making me say both of them? Okay, fine. Um, Rob got out because his Dalek was bad. <laughs> <laughs> and also because everything else was not very good. Actually, he only he got like middle in the technical, but his signature was also not that great. Um, but he seemed pretty okay with it. He was like, well, I wanted to win Star Baker once. I wanted to get past the first um, episode, and I wanted to um, win in the technical. And I've done all those things, so I'm okay. I can leave now. Which is a, it's just a nice way to end it, I guess. Yeah, I was I was saying throughout the episode, even before knowing that um, Rob was going to be the one who got out, that his attitude throughout this entire episode was just, like, really nice. Mm-hmm. He was just like, well, eh, that's okay. That's fine. Yeah. So, what do you think is going to be the next episode? Do we... Oh, first. I've got a long face right now, so yeah. I forgot to be thinking about this. There was a... So we basically have all the basics now because we have cake and bread and biscuits and pies and tarts. Are we getting into the the, the categories that aren't like real categories? I think that we are approaching that, yeah. So you might want to think about some fun creative things. Oh, I was about to guess desserts, but we already did desserts. Yeah, we already did desserts. Oh, no. Oh, dear. Is this going to be like, like, Philo, Philo? There's a week for that last time advanced advanced Ad- dough advanced pastry dough or something like yeah. that yeah i don't know it could be what do you think my guess is advanced pastry dough <laughs> it's got a phd advanced pastry thanks for listening um if you want to follow us on twitter we are at pastry podcast mm-hmm. and if you want to email us with your comments or questions or concerns you can email us at pastrypod at gmail.com we'd also like to thank julie maxwell for the use of our theme song sakura uh, you can find the info of that on, on in our description and we're leaving for a bit yeah so normally we update every other thursday but I'm going to be out of the country, and then you have exams, and then you're going to be out of the country, and then we're going to be back in the country, and then we can re-record. So, Maybe a month off. Yeah, probably about a month. So we'll probably see you in January next for, with, for the rest of the um, season. And this is, this is, I think, a nice break, because this was the halfway point. Yeah. So yeah. this is just a mid-season, a little mid-season break. Yeah. A hiatus, if you will. More like a biatus. No, don't do that. It's because you're saying goodbye. Okay, we're gonna, we're gonna <laughs> stop now.